You're listening to Vermont Credit Unions on Air, a service of the Association of Vermont Credit Unions. I'm Joe Bergeron, president of the association, and with me is Sean Gammon, president and CEO of 802 Credit Union, a $356 million institution serving about 35,000 Vermonters. Um, and it's the product of a merger within the past uh, year of two longtime Vermont State Chartered Credit Unions that most everybody's familiar with, members of Advantage Community and River Valley. And earlier this year, Sean completed this time as the 22nd and the longest serving uh, chairman of the board of our Association of Vermont Credit Unions and now continues on the board as a director. So uh, with all that introduction, welcome, Sean, to our podcast. We appreciate you joining us. Thanks, Joe. Glad to be here. It's uh, it's it's great to uh, be able to connect like this, especially even though it's been a long time in COVID. It, well, it, it has been a long time, so it seems like forever that we're able to do things like this and whatnot. Um, but anyway, so people want to hear about you and about uh, 802 Credit Union. So let's start at the beginning. And I thought it'd be good if you don't mind sharing just a little uh, Cliff Notes version of how you got into the career that you're in and you know the things that bring you to where you are today. Sure. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, I guess uh, not really planned getting into the banking credit union uh, world. Sort of happened by accident. When I graduated from college, uh, I literally sent out 50 resumes and, and didn't have a lot of luck and uh, landed my, my first uh, what I would call professional job as a as a teller at Vermont Federal Bank and uh, quickly started my working my, my way uh, up the ladder at that bank and uh, became head teller and then started managing their training department and worked there for about five years and uh, at the time I, I really thought I would be there forever uh, coming from a family where my you know grandfather worked for 40 years at the paper mill just sort of thought that's what happened and uh, uh, they announced a merger uh, that another bank was buying them. And again, uh, I didn't really anticipate that having much of an impact on me. But uh, one day, shortly after, the, the president of the bank stopped into my office and said, uh, how's the job search going, Sean? And I said, <laughs> nice uh, guy. yeah, and I and I and I said, no, Dave, I'm not uh, I'm not looking for a job. And, and then he said, well, well, you should be. <laughs> and so yeah. he was he was doing me a favor at the time because I was a little naive, uh, probably 26 at the time. And uh, he was basically saying, you know, it might not work out too well for you through this merger. And um, so literally that weekend, I started looking for, for jobs in the Burlington Free Press and saw an ad from Vermont Federal Credit Union uh, for a member services manager. And uh, I literally, even though I worked for a bank for five years, I didn't have any idea what a credit union was. So I researched that a little bit, and then I got an interview and really researched what credit unions were all about. And uh, yeah, and Joe Finnegan uh, hired me for that position, and I went on to work there for seven years in uh, a variety of positions. And uh, you know, Joe Joe is one of the best, was one of the best in the state of just uh, indoctrinating uh, people into what credit unions are all about and their mission and how to help members. So I, I learned an awful lot in those seven years. And then, uh, and then it was just a point in my career where I, I really wanted to try being a CEO and a uh, small credit union in Barrie, a central Vermont teachers credit union had a, uh, had an opening and I uh, explored that and decided to take a chance and 
yeah, kind of the rest is history, I guess. And 19 years later, here we are. And, and it's really, uh, really your Central Vermont Teachers Credit Union is still at the core of or, or part of what the core of 802 Credit Union is. There's just been a lot of yeah. evolution uh, since those days and mergers and name changes and all of that. Yeah, it's really it's it's kind of funny and really um, rewarding to look back. Uh, you know, I like to talk about how I started and we had the one branch, six employees and about nine million in assets and just uh, three of those employees, uh, are still, still at the credit union and thinking about the amount of change that, that they've gone through over the last 19 years is, uh, it's pretty amazing. For sure. So when you started at Vermont federal credit union, uh, kind of out of, uh, well, it could have been someplace else because Vermont federal, but when you left Vermont federal bank out of necessity, um, and you went to your first credit union job, um, was the whole uh, cooperative nature of credit unions and philosophy and all that kind of stuff, did that come through to you or was it not until you had been working at Vermont Federal Credit Union for a while that that started to go to yeah. the surface? Yeah, no, it, it took a while for me. It, it wasn't, uh, you know, being 26 years old, um, it wasn't a, def- a defining uh, part of my decision. I was just trying to get a job. <laughs> right, uh, right. And, uh, but then I, I quickly just embraced uh, what that culture was like and, and what we were doing to help members. And, um, you know, ever since, you know, really a couple of months into that job, it's, it's really been uh, important to me. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing all of that. So, um, you know, most recent before 802 Credit Union, you were CEO of Members Advantage Community Credit Union and uh, a credit union that had a, uh, well, I don't know that I'd call it statewide footprint, but a lot of uh, the state. It was in the footprint anyway, going north to south. Um, and so I know, you know, there have been a number of mergers uh, through the years for a variety of reasons and whatnot before. But what do you think was different about this merger with River Valley Credit Union, and and why did it come about to begin to begin with? Yeah, yeah, like you said, Joe, we, we have had several over the years of kind of different sizes and shapes and and so forth. Um, and part of what we did by joining these two credit unions together, when you talk about the footprint, was expand to a statewide field of membership, mm-hmm. as well as uh, three counties in New Hampshire. So that was an important part of the uh, puzzle for us as well, when you think about future growth. But uh, while this partnership was certainly much more complicated and much more challenging and, and difficult in, in various ways based on the size and comp- complexity. It was pretty similar in a lot of ways to um, uh, a partnership we did back in, oh gosh, I'm not sure if I'll get the year right, maybe 2006, um, where it, it was just two small credit unions, mm-hmm. one in Barry, one in White River, and we joined forces. And that was, you know, what I would describe as a, a merger of equals. and mm. So in a lot of ways, that was very similar to this one. Just the scale was was uh, so much different. Um, was that other credit union in Weaver? Was that that still called Windsor Orange? Windsor Orange County um, Credit Union. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so uh, we learned a lot from that. 
which really helped this process because again you know bringing two credit unions of equal size together and being committed to taking the best of the best and uh, you know that process just takes time and uh, a lot of hard work and uh, you know even though the two credit unions were very well aligned culturally um, you know always when you get into the details there's always little nuances that that uh, take some time to work out but um, you know, we're just about a year uh, away from the official uh, merger, and I, I really couldn't be happier with where we're at and what we've been able to accomplish this year. So many, uh, so many of the team uh, have just worked so hard over the last year to to make sure um, we're getting things done and and um, creating efficiencies and helping members at a higher level. Just uh, really proud of the organization. Awesome. Um, if I can ask, if, if it's not too no, nosy, uh, what happened to the go the volunteer governance of the of your new credit union? Well, new merged credit union. Yeah, and again, this it's really neat from my perspective. You know, the boards got together, and um, you know, it was very clear on on both sides that hey, everybody that wants to continue on, everybody that wants to volunteer, everybody wants to help out in any way. There's a there's a spot. So. Um, essentially, uh, the, the boards just combined. I think um, one board member um, decided to step away at that time, and then a couple others had sort of a, a, a planned uh, exit strategy, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, so today we have a 13-member board, and um, they've really come together, very functional and committed to uh, to uh, helping members and and uh, future of the credit union. So your merger um, officially, uh, legally uh, happening uh, about or coming up on a year ago um, and going through all the, the mechanics of what you have to do uh, since then is right smack in the time of a pandemic. Um, and that pandemic has forced you know, a lot of business operations to function differently. Um, so has that been an added uh, trying to do a merger during that time, uh, different than what you were accustomed to before, has that complicated it or made some things easier? Well, in some ways, it, it made the the decision easier to actually merge. You know, there was some discussion early on. Gosh, maybe we sh we should take this off the table. Um, COVID, the pandemic, and and really the board and the management team, you know, sort of took the a different approach that you know. Maybe it's more important than ever that we do this. And yes, it'll be a little harder and a little more complicated, but um, ultimately decided to. But there's absolutely no question, um, you know, to, to put the organization through the combination of COVID and the pandemic and merging the organizations was um, just a lot to ask of, of the team and uh, volunteers and members. And uh, so, again, uh, you know, going back to how proud I am, it's just a lot of people worked really hard to, to help make sure uh, everything was successful. But th there's no doubt I would have uh, much preferred to, to not do them at the same time. <laughs> right, right. Awesome. Well, I know a lot of people have been working real hard and you've made lots of uh, progress. So, um what do you, you know, your, your, I'll call it new credit union. Um, the footprint is essentially statewide, like you said. 
So are there opportunities that strike you under 802 that, you know, weren't possible uh, before uh, in terms of things that your new credit union or, or the merged credit union can do or, or undertake? Yeah, I think about things, and this will take a little bit of time for us, but I think about things like uh, this will allow us to get into business lending mm-hmm. and uh, wealth management services. Mm-hmm. So uh, certainly business lending over the next year or two is a, is a priority for us. I think improving the uh, digital experience for members is a big part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, are doing a core conversion next year. So both of what was the separate credit unions, are both leaving the, the the core data processors that they were on and, and moving into a, a brand new uh, core partner next year that will uh, really enhance um, both internal and external experiences. That's got to be, um, I'm trying to avoid using the word headache, but you're operating stretched across or straddling two different data processing or core processors right now, and then leaving both of those and going to uh, a third one and that's quite a project. Yeah, I, I tell uh, the team pretty often, Joe, that I, I wish I had a fast forward button to uh, to <laughs> ad- advance about a 15 month period of time, because it, it's really going to be pretty exciting for us as an organization once we, we get to that point. But uh, having two conversions next year will really consume us as an organization for sure. sure. And, and uh, hey, I don't I'm going to ask a question that everybody's got on their minds or has had anyway. Uh, you know, we can't talk about 802 Credit Union uh, with its unique name or unique to Vermont anyway, without asking, where did that come from? You know, how did how did you come up with with that name? The name 802 Credit Union? Yes. Yeah, it's uh well, since this boy, since this recording is going to be public, Joe, I, I don't know how much <laughs> I should say, but um, l- let me start off by you know we clearly uh, felt that we needed to have a new name as an organization that that neither members of Vantage or River Valley um, really made sense based on um, what we were trying to accomplish, and uh, we wanted to uh, have a name that. Um, Maybe some prospective younger members uh, might find attractive, might be meaningful. We find, want to find a name that um, um, somehow touched the history of the credit union. And uh, we did hire an ad agency and, uh, you know, went through a grueling process of surveys and feedback and committees and um we actually came up with a list of six names the ad agency did and uh you know none of them really worked for us and so mm. we we just pushed back and said you know we, we can find something better and um through that process um 802 credit union uh came on the table and uh if i'm being completely honest we have a senior management team of 10 of us mm-hmm. and um uh, eight of us loved that name instantly and got really excited about it. And two of us, it took a little bit of time, and I was one of those two. And and uh, just by the nature of the two of us that uh, didn't immediately respond to that, just happened to be over the age of 50. And uh, <laughs> the eight that loved it just happened to be under 50. And so I do think it's a name that uh, – uh, if, if you're on the south side of 50, you get a little more excited about. And what I've seen in with our staff uh, through the uh, process is um, 
pretty similar. But uh, like myself, um, I pretty quickly uh, came to be fond of that name and I think it does strikes a nice balance of um, being proud of who we are and feeling good about as we grow outside of the borders of Vermont. Uh, we're still proud of what uh, Made in Vermont means and um, it still has meaning for people outside of Vermont. Oh, I think it's cool as well. A cool choice of names. It's just, I was wondering, you know, how did you settle on, how, how did that even come into somebody's mind? Because, you know, latching on to the zip code or, you know, whatever is not, you know, for something that would have just popped out of my mind, you know, when you're trying to think of a new name, I probably would have been maybe like you along the lines of coming up with names, like whatever your ad agency came up with. Yeah. Uh, But uh, 802 is cool. Great. Um, so your first exposure to credit unions at, uh, well, in your mid twenties, and now it's a few years later, uh, we won't get into the age <laughs> interrogation, <laughs> but what do you think is the biggest difference? Obviously there's been growth and whatnot, but what do you think is the biggest difference between credit unions of today and credit unions of that period when you were in your mid twenties? Yeah, I, simple versus complex seems to come to mind. Mm. It seemed like, uh, you know, back in the early days, uh, things were pretty straightforward. And, and, and I don't know if it's technology, um, added demand from members, uh, different challenges that are out there, but things are much more complex. At the same time, you know, the core, uh, core purpose and the core mission of credit unions really remains the same and is, you know, perhaps stronger than ever. But, uh, yeah, I think, I just think of, um, life seemed a little simpler, uh, a few years back. I think you, you might be just old enough to uh, be of that era in uh, credit union management where there weren't so many variety of different types of accounts. Um, and, uh, it was still basic passbook savings and, you know, the savings rates, deposit rates were pretty constant and the loan rates were pretty constant. So there wasn't a whole lot of management of, you know, 20 different rates on each side and all that kind of thing. So, um, yes, I hear you when you say things are much simpler and it's more complex now, like it is in so many aspects of uh, our daily lives. Um, so f- you mentioned about fast forwarding 15 months down the road. So, um, you know, I know that you keep on top of all of the advocacy developments and like you were referencing technology developments and so on and so forth, uh, in today's credit union world and financial services industry. Um, you know, w- what do you think things are going to be like for a credit union like 802, you know, down the road in even couple of years, much less, you know, five to 10 years. Yeah. I mean, I'm constantly reminding my team, you know, even though we've doubled overnight, we're, we're still a, a small little financial institution. And, um, as such, you know, we need to continue to find ways to grow and create value to members and, um, you know, be meaningful. So that's, that's really part of the challenge. I, I think, you know, the future of credit unions, I think, is very, very bright. Uh, I think we're well positioned for growth. Um, you know, we help people in a way that that um, other people don't. And there's, there's just a need out there. 
you know, I do suspect there'll be cons uh, continued consolidation, mm -hmm. um, perhaps not at the speed we've seen, but um, yeah, I think the demands continue to change and it's just trying to find ways to continue to meet the members' needs. So I have a little off the wall kind of question that just uh, came to mind and, and that's that, you know, over my years, and I'm guessing over your, yours too, um, you know, the when you ask a credit, asked a credit in the past, you know, who's their competition, they named, you know, banks or other for-profit institutions, financial institutions and whatnot, maybe uh, some other or maybe number of other credit unions and whatnot. Um, but of late, you know, we read more and more, not so much from credit unions, but in consumer world about, you know, fintechs and other non-traditional uh, non providers of, that are picking off uh, individual financial services to provide to consumers. Um, do you have much concern about that or, or, you know, do you think that's a reality that you'll need to, credit unions will need to face going forward? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think there's just a lot of uh, competition out there that we really haven't quite or uh, don't quite understand what it'll look like five, 10 years from now. When I think of whether it's like, you know, the Apples and Walmarts and, and, you know, or Venmos, you know, there's just all sorts of things that are, I think, just scratching the surface when it comes to competition to us as a credit union. So I, I think there's a lot of non-traditional competition out there that, um, you know, I think we'll adapt and we'll figure out ways uh, to work with some of them and to um, uh, compete with some of them. Because, um, again, I think um, nobody's better taking care of our members than we are. So it's just making sure we continue to have the right technology and um, continue to adapt and change over time to make sure we, we are taking good care of people. Uh, let me go back to uh, our talk about uh, operating in pandemic times for one second. So has, um, you know, you, you just mentioned about, you know, caring for members and, and so on. Has that changed during the pandemic? I know you, like every other credit union, have had to adapt to serving people uh, maybe, or at least being more aware of the need to serve people uh, remotely and in more and it's a poor choice of words during pandemic, but in more antiseptic kind of means as opposed to, you know, not so much like across, across a desk or over the counter kind of stuff and whatnot. Um, has, has that changed things for your credit union? Has it become more difficult or, or do you see that continuing on in the future becoming more difficult to maintain that? Um, I'll guess I'll call it handholding or where your you know, your best friend kind of relationship with your members. Yeah, to, to be determined for sure, Joe. I mean, what we, like everybody, what we've experienced is um, there's a large group of members that we, we used to see a lot that we're not mm -hmm. seeing anymore. Right. They're uh, choosing to do business a different way with us. So I think uh, I think we're fantastic when we're face-to-face -face or maybe even on the phone with a member sure. and uh, making sure we, we get to that point you know, through a digital experience or however else uh, a member is doing business with us. So that that has and will continue to create some challenges for us to make sure what, that, again, we're adapting and making sure we're, um, we still end up being top of mind for that, for that loan need down the road uh, because we didn't happen to see them in the lobby on a Friday afternoon like we used to.
Right. Right. Um, I, you know, I'm at the end of my list of, uh, high points that I want to make sure to touch on, but I don't want to, uh, shortchange the conversation. So I'm wondering if there's anything else that we haven't gotten into that you think is, um, you know, important to, to mention to folks listening about 802 or, or maybe something nobody knows about Sean Gammon, but, you know, I'm sure everyone would want to hear that. Well, uh, I could talk about 802 Credit Union all day long, Joe, so I, I, probably, I probably shouldn't do that. What's, what's something nobody knows about Sean Gammon? <clears throat> well, we did, we just internally, we had a, a fun, we have a fun little spirit committee and they just did this uh, little uh, promotion or not promotion, but this fun exercise with the staff where everybody had to come up with um, two truths and a lie. And uh, so that was really neat. Uh, so uh, a couple of the things that, that I put on there uh, are, are jumping to mind. I'm just trying to decide which one to share, Joe. <laughs> but um, let me uh, throw out a few things that most people probably don't know about me. Uh, I uh, once ran a marathon. Uh, wow. well, well, I'll say, you know, I might have walked a fair amount of that. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, um, I don't think I've met anybody else that, uh, other than my wife that... Uh, has actually been to uh, Puxatani, Pennsylvania on Groundhog Day to um, <laughs> check and see what the uh, weather forecast was going to be. And uh, Do we have a picture of you in a top hat and a little <laughs> coat by any chance? <laughs> uh, there might be some funny photos kicking around on that, Joe. Uh, and then one thing I, uh, I I did finish up this earlier this year, Joe, which has kind of been a lifelong journey, but uh, I, uh, I just finished up uh, playing every Vermont golf course this year. So that uh, really? 60 some odd courses. Um, and uh, I was able to play the last one, I think, in July. So uh, that was neat. So does the 60 some odd golf courses, is that limited to 18 hole courses or does it include the more gentlemen's uh, nine hole courses? Every, every kind of course you can imagine in the really? state, Joe. Yeah. And, uh, a couple, I would say, were really pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Hey, so continuing along the let's hear things about Sean Gammon we didn't know before, let's wrap up with a couple uh, quickfire questions and you, multiple choice for you. So uh, I'll just throw out a few things and you pick one of the answers. Sure. Uh, hopefully you don't throw one back at me with a completely different answer. So uh, chocolate, milk or dark? Milk. And uh, music. What's your favorite kind of music? Well, this could be surprising as well, Joe. Although I do have a kind of a hybrid. I love the Beatles. I love Elvis. Yeah. Classic, classical items. But uh, I like um, rock and roll and uh, some pretty hard rock and roll. Yeah. So when you when you say rock and roll, you're not meaning like '60s, but more like AC/DC kind of stuff and. Yeah, yeah, that and, and 60s and, and uh, believe it or not, Guns N' Roses is one of my favorites, yeah. so yeah. Uh, I'm impressed. I did not know that about you. Uh, famous person, living or dead, that you choose to have dinner with? Uh, this is an easy one. I mean, there, there'd be a lot of people I'd like to, but uh, I'd love to have dinner with Michael Jordan. I think, um, you know, just one of the greatest athletes, clutch athletes of all time, and just... Uh, uh, I suspect he has uh, more stories than most famous athletes, and I'm I'm kind of a sports junkie, so uh, yeah, he would he would be the one I would pick. 
Well, awesome. Thanks for those. Uh, those are great. Uh, we Now everyone has more insights into uh, Sean Gann between the golf courses and the kind of chocolate they should be giving to you and the kind of music that we need to be playing in the golf cart while you're on those <laughs> courses. Thanks for sharing all of that. Sure. Um, I'm going to assume that we've covered enough territory for you now, unless there's something that I've blatantly omitted. Um, <clears throat> so... We're good. Yeah, I think we're in good shape, Joe. And I, you know, this is my first podcast ever, and yeah. now I, mean, I know now I know what you meant when you said I had a face made for a podcast. Uh, <laughs> very clever. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, thank you, Sean. Uh, and with that, folks, we've reached the end of uh, Vermont Credit on Air podcast, and hope everyone has found it interesting. You can hear all of our previously recorded podcasts by searching for Vermont Credit on Air in the iTunes Store or at SoundCloud.com. If you've got ideas for a podcast on something you'd like to hear about, send it to podcast at vermontcreditunions.coop. Until our next podcast, this is Joe Bergeron and Sean Gammon. Very good. At the Association of Vermont Credit Unions, thanking you all for listening. <laughs>